and was not really going to kill Hezekiah, but put it out there so Hezekiah could ask for forgiveness, and then the blame could be on Hezekiah. No, it wasn't all of that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that. And and I think part of the problem, like one of the reasons why God doesn't tell us everything, it's funny. There has to be a little. There has to be a little piece of unknown, so there can be some doubt. Mm-hmm. If there's no doubt, there's no faith. You understand? If there's no way to doubt, then there is no faith. Right. There is absolutely no faith. And God puts a premium on faith. We see this by how he reacts to those who have faith and how he reacts to those who don't. Mm-hmm. So one thing that would make it one thing that would make it kind of crazy, if God told us everything, then we could have an excuse or we could make an excuse in ourselves. And defeat ourselves and be well, God already did it. It's already done. Everything's yeah. already done. And some people do that. Some people, it would be the VCR tape. Mm. Well, if the tape is already made, if I'm already going to make these decisions, then why, like you said, why, why should I make the decision anyway? Well, you're one of those people that God would, knows is going to sit down and just not move because they don't realize that they have a part to play in their own life. So some things God doesn't tell us. Some things God doesn't show us. So that we can make these decisions. And not so that he can see what's inside of us. But so that we can see what's inside of us. When we stand in front of that throne, that white throne judgment. There is nobody who's going to stand before God and argue a case. He has, And it's not even because you're going to be scared. It's not going to be because you have nothing to say. But it will be because you have nothing to say. <laughs> he has given <coughs> so many people <coughs> so many opportunities to change. And when you're finally standing in front of him from the atheists who, who never believed, they will, in front of that throne, before they even have an opportunity to make their case, will see in themselves every opportunity they had to change and didn't change. You will condemn yourself yeah. before you, if you're, it's like, I have a picture in my mind of people standing in line, going to the throne, waiting to be judged. I don't think it's going to be like that, but that's the picture I've had in my mind since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you're all standing in line. But as those folks are standing in line, looking down, wow, wow, goodness, there's a lot of us here, and they're looking at the throne, then everything just plays in your mind, and you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't, oh, shoot, I didn't come to him here. Oh, man, this was not I really knew better here, and I did. And when you're standing in front of, what are you going to be able to say? Guilty as charged. <laughs> you say, oh, forget it. Romans chapter two, verse two says that the, when the when the Gentile does the things in the law, he shows the law of God written on the tables of his heart, his conscience excusing or accusing him. That means that all of us have the law of God in our heart somewhere. Whether it's the 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 the, uh, the the uh the the argument that maybe the 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 heathen out in the island who's never ever ever heard of Christianity or Jesus does he he has to go to hell then I don't think God is fair the law of God is on his heart mm-hmm. and when he does that which pleases God his conscience tells him excuses him when he does that which is against God his conscience inside of him accuses him. So standing in line, ready to go to the, the, the judgment, your conscience is going to make the case and, and throw away the case. And by the time mm-hmm. you get before the judge, guilty as charged. There was this uh, book that I was reading. I never finished it, but it's called Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. And 
one of the most powerful <coughs> things I've ever read or depictions I've ever read was when this lady got to a throne the way they explained it mm -hmm. and how this being was standing up and it's like there was a big screen that just in just a small amount of time displayed her whole life every like intention and unspoken thing mm -hmm. true meaning behind what she did and when it came down to it she couldn't say anything she knew she wasn't worthy she couldn't ask for forgiveness she just had to accept whatever the fate was her main concern was what you know where what happened to her husband who actually had a completely opposite encounter you know he wasn't there with her they weren't facing God together and it just makes me think of that all those things that you lie to yourself or the um, excuses you give yourself for doing what you do when you stand before God and there's no one to convince but you're standing in front of absolute truth you're not going to be able to say anything you're just going to have to accept whatever the faith I wanted to make a comment on um, on regarding Manasseh and when we were talking about um, things being worse and him making things worse, it always takes me back to the idea of the progression of sin and how sin is set up to be worse. You know, you notice that temptations don't get worse. It's just the sin. The sin may become more accessible, but it all is the same rooted thing as what happened in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Just disobey what's right. Mm -hmm. But then when you add in the why, people can find justification in wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think about the, the quote from the Patriot mm -hmm. uh, where he said, Why do men feel they can justify death? There is no justification. Mm -hmm. But we'll find it. We'll find merit in taking another person's life. We'll find merit in sinning if we want to. Just like you can find an excuse, every excuse to not do your homework. Or you could just do it. Right. You know, it really becomes that simple. And regarding the differences between, um, this is the last time I said, differences between Hezekiah and Manasseh, um, there's a difference between trying to do the right thing for God and turning from right and doing wrong. Turning from wrong and doing right, turning from right and doing wrong. Turning from right to wrong is often a progressive process. It's very subtle. It just starts with not doing this or doing this a little later. And it progressively gets worse. And then you have shrines of pagans and everything. It happens subtly. When you turn from wrong, it has to be abrupt. That doesn't mean you transform instantly. But there has to be a transformation inside you that manifests on the outside. Mm -hmm. So you have to make abrupt changes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you have to be like, Hezekiah, you have to actually do, consciously think, we're not doing this anymore. And often you will be met with opposition. Mm -hmm. But you can always slide back into wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. That's a, that's a very I was thinking about with Hezekiah, um, you know, we, we were saying, you were saying before, why would... You know, why did God let him come to that point and ask for, you know, those years and all that? Sometimes, you know, what what do you think would have been Hezekiah's attitude and how it would affect other people if God hadn't said, if God said no? Hmm. What, you know, you know, what? how would that have affected others around him, you know, the, his reaction to 
God saying no. Sometimes I think God, He knows us, and He knows what's going to happen. He lets us have what we ask for sometimes because in our having a little fit about not getting it, we're going to influence other people. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm saying that's not the only reason. I'm just saying that's one mm -hmm. of the things I thought about, that uh, He allowed him to have what he wanted. Mm -hmm. He let him have what he asked for. He was gave him the opportunity for none of this to happen. Yeah. When he, you know, when he said you're going to die, but in you know how we do, we want what we want, or we want what we think we want, and so he gave it to him. And so now we have a good example of why we accept what God says. 